This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Momentum, the radio show for people with MS, their families and supports. It's Paul Durs at least. I'm Valerie, the field officer, and this month's special guest is Lisa, the eco-design advisor from the DCC. Hi Lisa and welcome. Thank you, thank you for having me. Now, can you explain what an eco-design advisor does? I can. It's um, I get this question a lot because the title doesn't really help you out much, but it's it's basically we offer a free independent service where I can go and visit you in your home, whether you're a renter, landlord, um, owner, doesn't matter, um, and help you get the best out of your house. So make it more comfortable, healthy, energy efficient, and just whatever is your priorities for the moment. So sometimes it can be well, to be honest, 95% of people I visit probably just want to be warmer and drier. Mm-hmm. So it's looking at plans and, and priorities and their, you know, their intention for the house. Obviously, if it's a rental, you know, it's quick, easy, cheap options. If they're you know, planning on staying there for a long time, it might be looking at priorities and working out a timeline of how to, how to stage things. And then I do get a number of people that are also building as well. So we're looking at different things again, but you know, helping them set up for a house that's going to be you know, high performing um, in the long run. And um, what is it? Future proofing is what I was trying to think of. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I do do that a lot. Um, I, I mean, like I said, the majority of people want to be warmer and drier. But, you know, we're looking at everything, especially if you want to be in the house for a long time and just how you're going to be um, using that house over time, as well as, you know, considering things like, you know, a, a hot water cylinder generally uses a third of your electricity use in the house. But often when that fails, you have no plan in place for what you're going to do for your next hot water cylinder. So you end up putting the exact same thing in the exact same spot and getting the same performance. Whereas if, you know, you can think about these things a little bit in advance, you might be able to get a higher performing cylinder. You might think about, you know, actually I might change some walls around here or, you know, just what your plans are for the house. And it's, it's especially important when, you know, you change one thing in the house and it actually has flow on effects for everything else. And that's the same for your behavior as well. You know, um, you put an insulation in, if you never open your windows, you've got a much more airtight house and you might get mold easier. But, you know, it's it's understanding that whole performance and how your house works as one, um, which is something that the eco design advisor is pretty unique in being able to do because pretty much everyone else is just trying to sell you a product. Absolutely. You know, focus on the area yeah so it's brilliant being able to you know look at the whole house as a whole and you don't know what you don't know so I'll go into houses and and find little issues that they've never thought about before but mm. you know might be really easy to solve and make a big difference it's um it's good because you are definitely free and I, I got you on board because I did the um I'm going up script here sorry did the home performance advisor course and that was excellent and I learned heaps of stuff and I'd already known about you, and I thought, actually, I'll get you on here so you can, your knowledge can get out there. Now, one thing I did want to check is, do you do Breast of Otago or just Dunedin? I do the whole Dunedin boundary. So, okay. I mean, it still does go out to Middle March, yeah. Brighton, Waikawai. Yeah, but unfortunately not the whole of Otago. I will get there one day, Dave. 
Yeah. yeah. No, we have so, um, cosy homes that are hopefully, you know, oh, they yes, do the yes. whole of Otago so yeah. they can help out a little bit in those areas. Oh, okay. So they can come and help do things like this as well, can they? Can they do... uh, not quite to the same extent, but, you know, they will do things like do workshops and things in Milton or they'll have, you know, attend days down in Arrowtown and things like that. So, you know, if you get in touch with Cozy Homes, if you're outside of Janine City Boundaries and, and find out when he's next in your area. Actually, I'll just shoulder tap Jeremy and I'll put it out of my newsletter because um, it would be a good... I didn't know he did that. So what services do you offer? And there's, there's not, you've already said what, a bit about what you do, but there's no charge, is there? That's the most important thing. There's no charge. It is, yeah. <laughs> and a lot of people don't believe that, but, you know, but it really is no charge. Um, you know, there's seven eco-design advisors around New Zealand, and we were set up um, with funding um, because... Um, you know, we're not salespeople and there's so many people that come and, you know, come and knock on your door, sell you a product to solve all your issues and that's not always the case. Like I said, yeah. you've got to look at the whole house as a system. So it is, you know, we get a lot of support from places like ECA, the Energy Efficiency and Conservation Authority, um, Brands, which is a building research authority. So, you know, companies like that or research organisations, um, et cetera, are supporting this kind of thing to help, you know, get their influence out here. Although the DCC do pay my salary, I get a lot of support from outside of the council as well to be able to perform this role. That's great though, isn't it? Because, I mean, that's, we have that, that um, the comment that was made in that HPA course was that, you know, we have wooden tents in New Zealand. Our housing standard is, and we already we're very aware of this, particularly in Dunedin. If you've ever been a student, mm-hmm. how miserably cold those houses can be. They um, certainly can be. <laughs> and and if you particularly, and if you're buying a house as well, then you're already going to have problems rather than building straight. And even when people build, you can go in and help them. If someone was building, you could go in and help them. Uh, like build better yep, for an eco yep, designing right. exactly because at the moment our standards are still pretty low mm-hmm. um the recent changes have been announced but they won't be enforced until i think november next year um but even mm-hmm. still we can do better so and it's it's understanding actually um you know, we're not just building to, to fit where the driveway comes in and make sure our garage actually sometimes gets the best north-facing, sunniest spot on the section occasionally. And I do visit those houses and it's it's pretty disappointing to see, you know, a five-year-old house that's cold because it's not getting the sun that it could have mm. if a little bit of planning had gone yeah. in at that first stage. Yeah. So sometimes it's, it's really just thinking about some of those um, first things, as well as taking the opportunity when you're building to actually increase the insulation as much as possible to get the highest performing windows you can um, that's within your budget, because, you know, you can still do better than the code, which is in a minimum. Um, we can always do better than the minimum. Yeah, and I, I have two clients who have built their own homes, not not actually in Dunedin, but out of the place. And one of them, I just I just wanted to move on. Brilliant. Oh, it was it was an overcast day. The house is built; it doesn't get that much sun because of the other buildings on the property. It's nineteen degrees. Yeah. Yeah, we, I mean, we can build houses in Dunedin that don't need heating if oh, we do it right. Yeah. How cool so, is that? Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, and there's a few of them around Dunedin now. So it's pretty exciting. And it just takes a wee bit more thinking at that, those first stages. Often not a lot of more money, especially, you know, if you're going to be saving on the running costs mm. of the house and the health benefits and, and everything else. So is that passive heating? Is that, uh, is that more where the eco-design thing goes? Is that where you try and do more passive heating for the home so that long-term they're more cost-efficient and more cost-effective? Yeah, I mean, you want to trap as much heat and self in the building as you can, so that's getting your insulation right. I can look in the ceiling space. I can look under the floor when I visit your home. Um, I can check for moisture barriers and things like that. So it's making sure you get a lot of those basics right. So then, you know, you can um, also have good curtains and good windows. So just keeping it as a nice, um, you know, airtight, um, well insulated box to be able to keep that heat in. However, you know, even if you have a chilli bin, of course, it's well insulated. Mm. If it's got no sun getting in, it's going to stay cold. Whereas, yes. you know, <laughs> if you let the sun in, it will actually keep that warmth in there. Or a chilli bin normally keeps the cold in there. I guess a thermos might be a better scenario. But um, yeah, so even with a really you know, well insulated house, you've got to have some form of heating. Um, a passive house will get that from the sun. Um, if you don't have that option, then you just need to have an efficient heater that then is, you know, just keeping it to the right levels. Well, that can, I mean, that can be like those awful, awful gas heaters. I hate them. Um, but even having, like one of the things I learned in the, in the HBA course was having your, your heat pump and using that effectively. You know, I've had a heat pump for a long time. I know yep. to clean it, you know, you get yep. the lux and you clean it or you make someone else do it for you. But it's like getting it on the right setting is, because I went home and told my mother off, as you do, um, how she had hers. And I'm like, mum, I didn't know this. So I'm letting, you know, she just thought I was being bossy. Don't know why. Yep. Okay. Yep, no, and I, I actually come through quite a lot of people that don't know, even know how to clean their heat pump yeah. um, because they didn't install it. They've never been told how to use it. So there's there's both the guidance on how to set it efficiently and to look after it, which makes a massive difference. And to your power bill as well, not just to how, exactly. how you are, but to your power bill. Because yep, definitely. You mentioned on your website having lots of resources for people to access. So... Would that be like the Curtin Bank here in Dunedin if people needed to access that? Yep, yep. So, I mean, I have a lot of those connections as well. So, you know, if I'm visiting your house, then of course I'm able to, you know, put you in contact with some of those people or pass on the, the information. But we also have um, info sheets. So, you know, for example, one of those info sheets is on a heat pump. Oh, okay. And you can, you can look at that and you can see all the settings that you should have on it. And then on we always, our heat pumps our info sheets are nearly always two-sided and then on the other side is how to clean and maintain your heat pump um, we have ones on curtains heat pumps ventilation um, you know if you're building new it might be around building materials hot water um, a bunch of different things as well as those links to two different uh, two different organizations that can help and and a few videos as well about how to do things or how to look at look at you know different options on our eco design advisor network email uh, website rather a few years ago I got a banner my bonnet for my clients about not having got enough curtains so I went to the curtain bank and um not not 
bullied, but it suggested quite strongly that some of the clients could do with better keratins. And, yep. you know, it's like, well, then it's a recycling and where else do you go and how do you do it? And my sister, who lives in a, a an older house, who that, that they've completely revamped and double glazed and they've done all those good things, got amazing, expensive, beautiful curtains, and she's just gone and lined them all with a third liner, like yes. the curtain and a thing and another liner because she's like, oh, it'll be so much warmer. And I'm like, your house is already toasty. <laughs> she's yeah. already noticing a difference. Those linings can make a big difference. Yeah. Yep. And um, I think the curtain bank, if you're not eligible for them to do it for free, um, there's certain health conditions that work, community services card and things where you can get curtains for around about $5 a pair, I think. That's um, nothing, is it really? Yeah. Or you can, um, you know, if you've already got curtains and you just want the linings, the curtain bank can sew them for you for a, for a charge. Or you oh, can okay. buy them from places like Spotlight. And they just, there's no sewing involved. You buy the, buy the lining and then you normally just clip it onto the same clips that are already on the curtain. And they can yes. make a big difference. Someone told me that to clip an old curtain onto the back of, a, of, a, of the existing one. But after I've sewn them on, so I was like, oh, oh that yeah. would have been much easier. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to do any sewing with these ones. No, it's quite good. So, yeah. So, and then sometimes you can even just use an old sheet or something if it's just a temporary solution, especially if you're in a rental property and you can't, yeah. don't want to damage things or change things. So, you know, there's lots of options and, and, and lots of groups out there that can help as well. Yeah, and sometimes just having a, like I read, um, I suggested to my friends that they do that as well and they were a bit horrified but because they thought it looked ugly and I'm like, well, you can't see it from the outside. And then one of my clients, she'd actually, um, she, she double glazed her curtains so they were really fat. Yep. She'd, done, she'd made them herself and zipped them up and put them in the house. It made a huge difference. Oh, brilliant. That, that, um, yes. I love that stick-on window stuff. Yes, yep. Well, if you've got the wooden windows, using the um, window insulation kits that you can get from Mitre 10 or Bunnings, normally about, you know, a $30 kit will do maybe five windows, and it's just as good as double glazing. So, you know, if you have condensation issues, you can do that, and it will pretty much get rid of your condensation. So it can make, you know, a big difference. So good. Mm. It's made a huge difference in our house. The only thing is the cats make holes in it. But um, yes. <laughs> cats and children, can cats, and cho- yeah, cats and children, <laughs> definitely. Okay, now we're going to have a musical choice now from you, and it is "Big Yellow Taxi" by Janie Mitchell, and this is Lisa from Eco Design from the DCC's Choice of Musical Interlude. up a parking lot With a pink hotel, a boutique and a swinging hot spot Don't it always seem to go that you don't know what you've got till it's gone They pay paradise, put up a parking lot They took all the trees, put them in a tree museum Charge the people a dollar and a half just to see them. Don't it always seem to go that you don't know what you've got till it's gone? They pay paradise, 
You don't know what you've got till it's gone. They pay paradise, put up a parking lot. Late last night, I heard the screen door slam. And a big yellow taxi took away my old man. Don't it always seem to go that you don't know what you've got till it's gone? They pay paradise. Up a parking lot. I said, Don't it always seem to go? But you don't know what you've got till it's gone. They pay paradise, put up a parking lot. They pay paradise, put up a parking lot. They pay paradise, put up a parking lot. <laughs> That was Big Yellow Taxi by Joni Mitchell and that was Lisa from the Eco Design Advisor from the DCC's Musical Choice. So why did you pick that piece, Lisa? I have to admit, I found that probably the hardest question you've asked so far. <laughs> but um, I just, I mean, that, that song I think is about 50 years old mm. and it's just, you know, a little bit about the sustainability issues that we've been facing for a long time. So it just, it seemed appropriate to me that, you know, it's something that we're still thinking about, still trying to work out and possibly haven't been thinking about soon enough in New Zealand. So, you know, we're getting there. Yeah, I think our... Um like we were talking just before about the building consents and things, and I know that the house I'm in, that because of the changes in the law, that people have to have rentals up to a certain standard. There's a couple of things that have happened is that some houses are up to that standard, and other people are selling their houses so they don't have to have them selling their rentals so they don't have to have them up to that standard. Um, but it's it is up to the landlords if you are renting it's up to the landlords to have to, I think they didn't they have to do it by last year or is it pushing it out uh, they did have a few different changes but yeah they should all be done now they should definitely have insulation under the floor as long as there's access which is you know unfortunately we do have a lot of houses in Dunedin South Dunedin especially and on some of the oh, hill suburbs as well where there's just no space under the houses um so that lack of insulation there makes a big difference. Um, they should also have rain hoods working where they're extracting that moist air to the outside to try and prevent, you know, too much moisture getting inside. They should ideally, you know, there shouldn't be water ponding or anything like that under the house. They should have a nice dry underfloor and ideally a moisture barrier under there as well. Uh, they should... the, the moisture, sorry to interrupt you, the moisture barriers... I had a conversation with a work colleague about how the moisture barriers actually still have to have airflow through them. Is that correct? Yeah, uh, well, they, they're not completely sealed, the moisture barriers. Okay. So they do have a wee bit of airflow. And I think it is important to actually check your moisture barrier every now and again, because if for some reason there is a lot of awful lot of moisture coming up, um, you know, you possibly could get mould on the underside of it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if, if it's already, a, a, you know, a good site that doesn't have pooling water and things like that, you shouldn't be having any issues. So, yeah. So it, it is 
they're not completely fixed or you know to the ground um, but they certainly do prevent a lot of moisture from coming up into the house okay and you you would decide which insulation best fitted the house based on on the house and the budget of the person that you were looking at or I I give them the information I try and stay independent and certainly don't mention brand names and things like that um, to keep independent but if I can give them the information so that they know what they're looking for Mm -hmm. so something that's really important when you're looking at insulation is to look at the R value, which stands for the resistance to heat transfer. And the the higher that number, the better. So really you want sort of as high as you can go that fits within your budget. Um, And then depending on how they're doing it, you know, so so a lot of people might be eligible for the warmer Kiwi home scheme, where they're actually eligible for the free insulation in their ceiling and the roof space, which is, I think, 90% covered by the government and 10% covered by our Cozy Homes Trust here in Dunedin or Otago. Yeah, and I so, think you know, that you have to have a community services card for that one. And I, I have pushed pushed for clients who do own their homes to have that because I think, brilliant. why would you not? I mean, yeah. particularly if you have a health, um, a health issue, then why would you not want yeah. to be warm? Exactly. You not yeah. want to be warmer. And and there are some houses. Uh, occupants that are still eligible even if they don't have a community services card just depending on their address so it does pay to look at the Woolmer Kiwi Homes website just put in the address and see if you're eligible or not just in case because there's you know there's a bunch of people out there that are still able to get that that free insulation and they'll do a moisture barrier at the same time as well oh right do that Uh, okay yeah yeah so then if, if they're not eligible for that, then, you know, I always recommend at least two quotes so that, you know, you, um, you can see um, and if they need help comparing between those two quotes, because, you know, sometimes they put things in a language that's not easily readable, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I'm more than happy to have a look at that and see, you know, what are the differences between them, what one's better value. Um, it, or if they're doing it themselves, I can certainly give them some information on what to look for and, um, you know, I tend to recommend sort of you know a polyester or a wool type product because I find them a bit nicer to work with um, but fiberglass products you know the R value is what is really what is most key in terms of your performance once it's installed. And there seems to be a lot uh, just from walking around Bunnings actually and might attend noticing a lot of different types of products in the insulation thing whereas probably and there's a big push at the moment, I know, um, in the media and that too, for wool and New, and New Zealand owned, but that of course uh, generally incurs more more um, financial stuff on the end of it. But yeah, yeah, I know you've got to do what works for you and what you know what's best for you. Um, and I think the the other thing that's also important is just to check, you know, if it's going in ceiling, it has to be ceiling insulation. If it's going in the, under the floor, it has to be floor under floor insulation. Just because, you know, the ceiling insulation will tend to be much thicker and bulkier and have a higher R value. Oh, okay. um, you know, heat rises, so you want yep. that extra bulk up there. Whereas under the floor, you know, it will have different qualities to be staying in place and easily fixed under there and things like that. Because obviously, it has to be stapled in rather than just sitting in the ceiling. Okay. Like well, I think we need you back on, Lisa. Um, <laughs> we're going to run out of time. 
So Lisa has been on MS Momentum, the radio show for all people with MS and their supporters on oar.org.nz and you will be getting this in your little newsletter anyway. But is there anything in particular? Oh, how do people contact you? That was really important, Lisa. Sorry. Um, so just by ringing the council, 477-4000, and you can ask to speak to me if I'm in the office. Sometimes I'm out and about, of course, or you can you know, make an appointment with them, or I can contact you back if you just want to have a phone call and talk. Um, or you can go to the Dunedin City Council website, look up Eco Design Advisor, and there's actually a link on there where you can book directly into my calendar and make an appointment time if um, you know, there's one there that suits you. That's excellent. What a fantastic service, aren't we? I mean, we're so lucky to have you. If there's only seven across the country and we've got you, we're really lucky, aren't we? It is well, a you are. service. Yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, it's, it's a pretty nice job to be doing too as well. It's nice to be able to help out people and give free advice. It's excellent. Thank you so much for your time, Lisa. I've really appreciated it. And I think we'll probably get you back on to extend our conversation. This is Momentum with, with Lisa from DCC, who's the Eco Advisor, and Valerie. Thank you. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand on the Air.